Hopefully we are live. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show. I've got the beautiful Washela Sananda with us today. Welcome, Washela. Thank you, Karen. And we're going to have a live chat about her her life and, and her ascension journey and the alchemy of ascension that's happening, that's coming up. So I'm going to try something new today. So stay tuned. We are about to chat about that. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Woohoo! Never done that before. <laughs> Did you see that? I got I got the intro on a live on a live show. Woohoo. Let me tell you a little bit about Washela. Washela has been a lifelong extra dimensional contactee and holds memories from multiple earth and star race incarnations. Today she is a galactic shaman, embodied ascension trainer, conscious life mentor, activating people's spiritual gifts and abilities, author and conscious light channel assisting in the activation of people's spiritual abilities and soul codes she's also the host of the alchemy of ascension summit and podcast combining celestial starseed consciousness and shamanic training washela holds space for humanity to experience the embodiment of divine frequencies her mission is to support the ascension of earth and humanity assisting you in achieving greater levels of consciousness upliftment and inner peace and yeah, we're here to chat about the Alchemy of Ascension Summit, which is coming up like now, isn't it today? Tomorrow. Yeah. To, well, for me, it's tomorrow morning. For you, it's probably tonight. <laughs> right. Yeah. Today for me, tomorrow for you. And uh, but I first want to hear a little bit about your story before we before we go into that, because you've shared a little bit with me when I've chatted with you, and it's a fascinating story. How did this all begin for you? How did you know that you were connecting with extra dimensional beings and races and remember your star lineage? Yeah, well, um, it goes all the way back to early childhood. Um, I, I think I was about three years old. My first really clear memory of being visited at night. Um, I had, I was raised in rural Iowa. It's, it's the middle of the United States, but really kind of the middle of the cornfields, not a lot going on there. And um, I was on a we a house on the second story on the top of the hill. That's where my bedroom was. So I knew even at the young age of three years old that having a light at my window at night was strange. Even if there was a car coming, which was rare, it wouldn't shine in my window. And so that was the first experience that I remember where I was uh, visited by a being who came in and put me in sort of like a chamber or a pod where it was really electrical and the energy was really intense and it really freaked me out. And, um, and some things happened there. And I 
eventually if it like pins and needles like prickling and I was stuck to the side of my bed because I was thrashing around and I but I was like I couldn't scream and I was stuck and then suddenly the whole thing went away I fell to the floor I stood up and I I heard in my mind don't tell the adults they won't understand and I got back in bed and I never did tell the adults until I was an adult many, many, many years later. And so that was my sort of opening experience that I recall. That was actually, I got to many years later do a, um, a QHHT session, quantum hypnosis, where I went back to that time and I got to interview that being that came in my window and ask what is happening here? Because in my three-year-old memory, I had no idea what was really going on. And um, I was inside sort of like at this electrical chamber with a silver cord going out the window, which I was told was connecting me to a galactic council. This was a galactic council of 12 different star races. And each of those 12 races is connected to an additional 12 races. So one representative would represent 12 races. That's a lot of races. And that I was actually a member of this, uh, this group of 12 and that I came here to some sort of like be a reporter, but also with a mission to, you know, uplift humanity, to assist in this ascension process and to report back and forth, both sending and receiving information with this council to assist in the process. So that was, uh, that was that one. <laughs> and then um, I, you know, it didn't end there. Obviously I had uh, many, many experiences throughout the years uh, but the big one was, I always, you know, and I've always felt like my twin flame was meant to be here with me. And what happened was my twin flame didn't get a body. He was spontaneously aborted 13 times. The, the energy was not compatible to be carried by by a woman on the earth. So he didn't find a host a mother. But when I was in my early 20s, uh, I, I had a shop in Dallas, Texas. I was living in Dallas and I was hearing from all of my different friends, there's this shaman in town. You've got to meet him. You know, he reminds us of you. And um, one day I came home from work and he was at my neighbors and the neighbors came and got me. Said, you got to meet this guy. In the meantime, I had been arranging my life to go to Kauai, Hawaii for a vacation because I kept getting these hints uh, people would walk by and talk about Kauai. So there, one day I came into work and there on my desk was a book about Kauai. And I'm like, what is it? Who put this here? Even I went home from work one day, there's a magazine with the Nepali coast trail and Kauai on the, on the table. And I'm like, wow. So it was coming from every angle. I'm like, I'm going to Kauai. That's, that's clear. And then I met the shaman and we had a long conversation. At the end of the conversation, he said, um, I'm going to Kauai and I want you to come with me. And I said, you know what? I'm coming. I already have uh, already set my life up to be able to do that. So uh, we this three month trip, which I thought was going to be three months, ended up being three years. And he was actually a walk in. He was a, a temporary walk in of my twin flame that got to be in this body 
which was severe. The body was compromised. The person was, was in a severe breakdown and he needed to go heal. And so during the interim, my twin flame got to come and be with me and train me in galactic shamanism. And we had so much magic during those three years. Um, it was just a very powerful time. And that's where much of my galactic training came from. Ah, beautiful. Okay, a couple of questions. What is the difference between galactic shamanism and shamanism? And I've got another question. I'll just say it now, but remind me to, to ask it again later. He or the consciousness that is your twin flame walked into a body, uh, taught for a period of years and then left, right? And yes. then that consciousness left that body. Who inhabited the body after that consciousness left? Anyway, that's the, the second question. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. The natal. Yeah, the I, I'll start with that one. That's fine. Okay. The, the natal of the body. So the and Sheila Seppi, who's on, uh, who's actually tomorrow being released. She wrote the book literally on walk-ins, and she calls it the natal, the original owner of the body. There are many different ways to be walk-ins, which it's fascinating. So this the natal was severely compromised. Left. Uh, he even told me he remembered going to the other side and being sort of like seeing, you know, his life review and, and then just being in a holding space. In the meantime, in walks, my twin um, found me, took me, you know, we went across the U.S. first, did this training. But, um, but when the body was recovered enough, when it was well enough, he had to go and the natal came back. Now, during the interim, there was a braid and a braid is when both consciousnesses are there in the body. And I would say even throughout the process, sometimes that braid showed up, but for the most part, while I was with him, it was my twin. And then it occurred to me as if he just left. And I was so confused at the time. I didn't understand what had happened, it wasn't until several years later, my guidance showed me from their perspective, here's how it all played out. And it made so much sense to me that I'm like, okay, now I get it. So the natal also got some special gifts from having that happen from, he not only got his body healed and back, but he did get to retain some of the gifts or this, the abilities of um, the, the higher dimensional spirit that he hosted, uh, but not all of them. So uh, that's that question. <laughs> and then what is the difference between a galactic shaman and an, a regular an earth shaman? Um, the difference there is they're both shaman is a medicine person, a person who brings medicine and healing, right? And I was trained in what we might call more native shamanism. Uh, I, my, so this, this shaman that I traveled with, his mentor was a Lakota medicine woman. We did stay with her for a period of time and she did train me as well. Um, but she was also very galactic and she was also a walk-in. So there was always this, this uh, crossover. Um, for me, the galactic part is that I am communicating and bringing the medicine of the galactics 
onto this planet. So the frequencies of the galactics, the medicine of the galactics, I work with them. I um, channel them. I, I share their, their frequencies and why well, I'm just calling it medicine. It's not like plant medicine, whereas earth medicine or earth shamanism, you're working more closely with the plants and, um, and animals and the species of the planet. I'm working more with off planet. However, there's a lot of crossover because native American and, and all of the different native shaman also work with galactics. So for me, it's just a way to kind of differentiate. I might not do things the way that the native shaman do. I'm more galactic in my style and, and the way that I deliver. However, there does tend to be a lot of crossover and they're all about changing dimensions, changing frequencies, interacting with, with beings that are of higher dimensional expressions, working with shadow. There's a lot of working with shadow in the work that I do. And so all of those are similar similarities. Absolutely. Yeah. The shamans have always worked with the star nation people. It just hasn't been revealed uh, until now, really. I mean, it it's revealed amongst themselves, like the indigenous of Australia, have been working you know they're seeded by the palladians they've been working with the palladians for years but they don't kind of talk about it to the western mind that is so close right but to within their own communities they talk about it they talk about the you know people from the sky and the sky gods and it's all very out there and open i just want to say hi to taryn taryn's watching us live he says it's so lovely to watch us live hi taryn he's got a great show you might want to be on taryn's show um hopefully he's still got a show uh, okay so well, what I see in you, Wushela, is your determination and passion to really expand this work in the world. Like you've really, you've really kind of taken a hold of it with gusto and are really getting it out there. And it's great to see that passion and determination. How did you gain that? Because, you know, talking about this stuff, I just, my flatmate was just here. I just said goodbye to her before we came on. You know, her and her family and the community at large, they don't get it. They, if I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, if she was listening to this conversation we're having about walk-ins and braided salt, she'd be like, oh, those two are totally crazy. So that's the, that's the mainstream narrative, right? H how did you get over the, like, being judged by the mainstream narrative and just move fearlessly forward in this work? Oh, I love this question. So I, you know, I'll tell you, I hid this for so many years, my entire childhood, my young adulthood. And then uh, I started breaking through um, around the age of 1920, um, just started really awakening. My psychic gifts were coming on board and I couldn't stop I could, it's like, you know, like a roller coaster, or a freight train, when you really get going the momentum, I couldn't really stop that. However, there were still things I wasn't telling my parents and my relatives and my, you know, some, my people from Iowa, I just thought that they would think I was nuts. Right. Um, so there, I was still holding back when I, when I went home and with my family and friends, but then, you know, like at some point, um, I guess it was when I decided to write my book uh, several years ago. Of course, I spent a year writing it and then there's the publishing. So it was published two years ago, but, um, but you know, the process started maybe five years ago. Uh, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm really, really making a choice now to be a hundred percent out to everybody because I'm publishing a book, right? And there's a lot of stories in there. There's no more holding back. This is going to be 
my this is this is just who I am. And in doing that, it number one, it was terrifying because I mean, even just the thought of my parents, you know, like really reading, like really knowing they already knew, you know, they already knew these things were going on. But in my mind, it was still like, oh my gosh, what are they, how are they going to react? Fine, actually, is the answer. But in, you know, before you don't know until you do it. And then it, I just, the more I put it out there, the more my community has shown up and what it's really taught me, the more I niche in to the star seeds and the walk-ins and the galactic stuff, the more I get to serve people. And these are the people that are like me when I was a kid and I had nobody to talk to except my galactic friends. Um, I just didn't know what to do with it and, and myself. And now I get to share it and hopefully uh, take a step in the direction of making it normal or making it just commonplace to talk about your awakenings and your starseed origins. And, you know, if you're a walk-in, all of that, the, the information that goes along with that. And, and that is such a joy to me that it's really become part of my message is that whoever you are and whatever you think is unacceptable about you or the thing that you can't talk about, that's the thing that you're going to be served. You're going to serve others and you'll, you'll attract your tribe by speaking about it and sharing about it. And it's so powerful to just let all those secrets out that's and nice. yeah. And, and share. And so that's really kind of, it was a process, but I yeah. got there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I, as I said to you, I was at a funeral this week and I'm surrounded by people that I grew up with, absolutely conservative Catholic community. And they were asking me about, you know, what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you, you know, and you, know, are, you still have your podcast show. Yes, I still have my podcast show. And I was thinking, God, if they knew what we talked about, they would just... You know, they would just not understand. And then the other thought I had is future will show that what the crazy ones, you know, in their minds are talking about today was absolutely cutting edge, leading edge was the, is the future, is, is the now, but is, you know, bringing us, moving us into a future time where we'll all understand this you know many of the people I spoke to will be long gone because there was an older crowd because it was someone who was in her 90s that died but uh yeah you know the future will show that what's crazy today is truth tomorrow which is happening quite fast now don't you think Rochelle? It really is. I mean, this is the ascension and the ascension is the speeding up of, of all of it, of the light, of the shadow surfacing of um, our, our spiritual gifts and intuitive abilities coming online. There's more light, you know, it's also anytime we level up in light, whatever's in the way of that light has to come up. That's the shadow work. So we're seeing that in a collective global way happening massively right now but yes the speed up and the ascension is absolutely in full speed absolutely so what made you reach out to share other people's stories so you're putting on you've got your podcast show and you've got the summit the alchemy of ascension summit where you are doing what i'm doing and sharing other people's stories and their teachings and not just make it all about what you've got to teach because like me you've got a lot to say right you've got a lot to teach and yet you have reached out to share other people's teachings yeah. And that's a great, that's a great question. And I love this because, you know, 
as I was choosing really to be in this work and make this, but, you know, put up my public website, all that stuff, I'm researching other people and I'm looking at other people that are doing, you know, doing this type of thing. And I'm like, oh, wow, that looks like a really interesting person. Oh, look what she's up to. That's it. Look at that interesting, you know, and all these people. I'm like, these are my people. I need to know these people, you know, and I'm like, how could that happen? And, and, um, and then I realized, you know, interviewing them, collaborating with people is how we're going to get to know each other. And so when I started the Alchemy of Ascension um, Summit series, which later became a podcast as well, I, I was desiring, you know, I wanted to break free from the competitive model. It's like, I, I see someone amazing online. I don't want to compete with that person. I'd rather collaborate with that person. And so to invite and like, well, they don't know I exist, so they're not going to invite me in their world. So if I see someone I'm interested in knowing, then I get to invite them into my world and create a platform where you get to be heard and share, you know, what you're up to in your work. And then we get to know each other. And I can't tell you how many uh, friendships and connections and collaborations have come from this work. You know, it's, it's amazing what has happened so much more than I ever expected. And, and it's, it's just wonderful to be in a, in a experience of collaboration. And then naturally what happens is I'm getting invited on other people's shows and I get, I get to speak as well. You know, I, I'm, I'm certainly not lacking in being able to share my stories. <laughs> yeah. Look, absolutely darling one, you know, I've been doing this for about, well, I've been doing it for about 25 years, but on, on radio and podcasting for about 12 years. And there's a fine line between being lost as the interviewer and also being seen as the teacher. So I, I, something I've thought about for a long time. So I used to think about, you know, Oprah. So she was classically the interviewer. You know, this is the sort of what we've grown up with. And yet she is also seen as the teacher in her own right, even though she interviewed. So I, I actually think you do it really well, much better than me, because in the past I just got lost as the interviewer. Everybody saw me as the interviewer and sort of forget. So I honour you because Wishela has put me in her summit to do some teaching. And I can't even remember, we had a recording not long ago and I can't even remember what I said. Uh, but um, yeah, anyway, so I honor you for putting me on your platform and, uh, and now I'm sharing, uh, sharing you on my platform. Let's talk about the summit, shall we? Is there anything else you wanna say about your upbringing or experiences, uh, any other experiences you wanna share? Well, I mean, there, I, there have been so many, I think, yes, there's something that I think could really be of service to people. Um, I want to say that so many of the beings that, that I met along, you know, that I've seen along the journey, many of them manifest physically, some I see in my mind's eye, but, um, I used to be terrified of them and they would show up always at night, you know, always in my bedroom. And I learned a technique where I was able to, and, and this was taught to me by Cynthia Crawford, who she's deceased now, but she was a hybrid and a very well-known um, spokesperson for hybrids in the, she was genetically <laughs> modified for lack of a better term, but, um, but she was an, a, experiencer and she loved the ET races so much. And she taught me how to connect my heart to whoever showed up. And it's not something you can do when you're already 
in fear because you can't just go from fear to love. But if you practice during the daytime, just practice loving whatever shows up and imagine, you know, something showing up and connecting to it. So she taught me whatever shows up to open your heart, just send love, just send love. And if it's a negative entity or negative being, it will be uncomfortable and it will go away. It won't be able to handle that love vibration. If it's benevolent, if it's positive, it will receive that love and send it back to you and you'll feel great in their presence. And so once I learned that and I used it, I never had negative experiences again and I wasn't afraid anymore. And it transformed my whole relationship with the galactics that, that would show up physically. <laughs> so I, I encourage anyone to try that. And what a beautiful practice. Just love anything that shows up, you know, and if they're of love, they'll, they'll give it back. And if they're not, they'll disappear. <laughs> Absolutely. Just love, just love, just love, just love, just love. There's nothing to be, there's the, you know, fear, false evidence appearing real. There's nothing to fear because love is the only force in the universe. And uh, a fear is an experience but it's not the truth. And, and yeah, if you're in love, if you're sending love, you can only be a vibrational match to a similar. That's what everyone's scared about. You're like, they're scared of attracting negative entities or negative attachments or evil aliens. You know, everyone, the human race is so marinating in fear that you put this ascension work out into the world and everyone covers it in their fear. <laughs> but if you're vibing at a, at a, a rate of, uh, you know, love vibration, you can only attract similar frequencies from wherever cosmos whatever dimension yeah great that's fantastic thanks Washayla. and uh so the let me let me bring up shall we talk do you want to talk about the uh, summit now absolutely let me um go ahead yeah, yeah go. Oh, i was just going to share let me share my screen i was just going to share the uh oh i've got to find got to find my uh where is it Yeah, there we go. Can you see them? So they're the people that are speaking. Uh, can you see that? Yes, yes, I can yeah. see it. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to talk about some of the people and what they're talking about? And yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, it's been such an amazing season. It's just been so incredible. All of these people with their you know, stories of star seeds and galactics and walk-ins, but also, you know, other things, their personal experiences and their overcoming and, and their ascension processes and, and even love and ascended love. So um, it's, it's called the alchemy of ascension season five, and it's all about activating star seeds, walk-ins and the new human of the golden age, and also DNA, which was kind of a surprise. Uh, so many of the speakers brought in DNA as the multidimensional Stargate portal and fascinating information from so many different people that that became one of the foundational things kind of unintentionally of the summit. So um, just so people know, this is a free show. It's all free. It's sent by email each day from March 4th to March 18th. And there will be two speakers sent out per day and they're not live. So you 
you have 48 hours to watch the interviews, visit the speaker pages. Everybody's giving away amazing free gifts. There are many special offers, incredible generous offers that you can take advantage of, or you can watch everything and just get the free gifts and not spend a penny, whatever you want to do. <laughs> so, um, so I'll just share from some of the interviews we have on the upper left. That's Marilyn Harper and Joy Roby and Marilyn channels Adiranda. And they're both walk-ins. Interestingly, um, both Marilyn and Joy are walk-ins. And so they shared about their walk-in experiences. And then Marilyn channeled Adiranda with this powerful, it's so interesting to watch her because she starts out just seemingly normal, regular person. And then when Adiranda comes through, she has these blue eyes that just beam and her whole voice and demeanor changes. And it's just fascinating to listen to. Um, super high information came through with her. I've got, I mentioned Sheila Seppi. She talks about all of the different types of walk-ins and her own walk-in experience. Um, Ellen Steinfeld, who I know you are, you're familiar with, and he talks about just a lot of things, but his newest book um, is, is something that he shares about. And he's always just such a joy to be with and such a connector and, and had a really fun conversation. Making contact. Yeah. He's got, yes. he talks about it, making contact. I can never forget the name of it. Cause every time I see him, he's like making contact, making, making contact. <laughs> Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. yeah. And he's he's all about, you know, UFO disclosure. And, you know, he's been the MC of the what's it called contact in the desert for many years. Um, we have Brian Scott from Reality Revolution. He's just fascinating. He has a, a wonderful YouTube channel where he shares so much, but we talk about um like changing timelines and you know, some really fun stuff with him. Uh, I'm just going to kind of bounce around Celia Fenn. She's another galactic shaman and she did kind of some updates of what's going on right now on the planet, which is always interesting. Uh, we have Daniel Scranton. He, he channels, uh, ninth dimensional Arcturian frequencies, uh, during his channeling, my sound blew out somehow from the frequencies that came through. So the, the interview ended early, but, um, I figured out what happened later when I listened back and found out I had no sound and, uh, gosh, so many, we've got light star. She does, um, 20 different light languages. She shares a few of them in the interview. Celestine Star, wow, she's just got powerful, powerful stuff and talks about what's going on right now on the planet as well. Um, of course, we have you, Karen, and I enjoyed you. You were, um, you shared just a lot of your personal kind of energy. Like I almost felt like with you, it was more of an energetic transmission than something specific teaching. It's so funny because I don't even remember what I said. I really don't remember because you said, will think, you be channeling? And I said, I pretty much channel the whole time. But it's interesting yeah. when you're in that channeling phase, when you think back to what you said, I, I, like when I'm back in my normal, like, you know, working with, you know, having to think alpha brainwave, I don't remember anything I said. Yeah. Yeah. 
I totally know. I know what you mean. Cause I do that too. No, I do feel like you went in, it was, it was almost more of an energetic transmission in some ways. I mean, you, you shared, you spoke, I, but it wasn't like you told a specific very, story. It wasn't very galactic in, in the conversation, but the guides that speak through me speak specifically about how to, you know, focus our energy, tune our energy, think in a way that, you know, flows our energy towards what we want and not what we don't want. Uh, and they have very, they have that very strong message, but, you know, you mentioned DNA um, to me, what are you saying about DNA? Cause everyone's talking about DNA. Let's talk about that. We'll talk about that in a minute, but um, who's the guy in this? Let me share my screen again. Who is the guy that is next to me with the glasses? He looks interesting. Let's, uh, let's share my screen again. Where am I? Am I here? Yeah. Can you, that guy in the, with the Oh glass? yeah. Yeah. That's Mark Atwood. He has the Mark Atwood show um, on YouTube and also on Telegram. He's very prolific on Telegram. Okay. Now he, he gets into some conspiracy theories. Okay. He doesn't really share about that, but he's all about raising consciousness and ascension and bringing awareness to what's going on, opening people's minds to what's happening behind the scenes, behind the narratives that we're being told. He He's also um, a comedian. He's a poet. He shares um, a, a production that he made of poetry uh, and sort of it's sort of theatrical, but also very deep content. And he's fascinating. I really, really enjoyed my conversation with Mark. So he's um, he's definitely one to watch and, and not to miss. Of course, they all are. And here's the smiley girl up in the corner. Ah, yes, that's Anastasia Frank. She does um, love and relationships. And we talked about ascended love. Her show is called The Healthy Love Show. Okay. And she's a, a love and relationship coach, but really it goes to self-love. You know, it's the number one thing. She That conversation was beautiful. Everything she said, everything she shared was actionable and relevant to all people you know, whether you're galactic or, or starseed or not, whether you're just a regular person, it was relevant to, I feel like everyone and a beautiful conversation. She's amazing. Yeah. There's some great looking people there, you know, there's, uh, but lots of people I know that I've had on the show and lots of people I haven't. So you've put together a great crowd and this is season five. So you've done it five times. Yes. Yeah. And 29 people on this show. So it really got, uh, it got larger than I even expected. Um, and I could have kept going. I have like six more people that are like, can I be on your show? <laughs> but I'm like next season I'm at capacity. Um, but it's, it's a beautiful lineup and I'm so proud of this season and, and really all of them. But this one, I, I really niched into my favorite topics, which are star seeds, walk-ins and the new human and the golden age. So I feel like because it's something I'm so passionate about that it naturally attracted so many wonderful speakers to share about those topics yeah I just want to say there's Michelle's online hi Michelle there's a few people I know listening online um yeah uh, what was I going to say so let's get back to the did you learn something about DNA I mean you know as somebody like you and I that are doing this work it's rare that you learn something because you already know, but it's great when you do, right? You go, wow, I didn't know that before. Like, you, know, you get some aha moments. Did you get some aha moments? Because you said everyone was talking about DNA. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, like all of us, I've studied a lot about the DNA and it's, 
I also approach every conversation, every conversation where there's something for me to learn here. This is not just something for everyone else to learn, it's something for me here as well. And I consider it, I'm digging for gold. So I'm asking questions, I'm digging in. I rarely have pre-written um, questions just because I wanna listen for the gold and, and go into what comes up. And um, so in the DNA conversation, what was fascinating to me is all of these different people having their different perspectives and ideas about what the DNA is and what it represents. And yet they're all right in their own way. And it's not like one's right and the other's wrong, but several talked about DNA as a multidimensional portal. And as we're ascending and as we're bringing more light into our bodies and as the earth is ascending, our DNA strands are activating. And as they're activating, we have access to higher and higher realms of consciousness, to higher dimensions of reality as we give ourselves and our DNA permission to go there. And a lot of this is permission-based. You know, we're not just going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, we're not just going to land in a different dimension usually without wanting that or doing that work or pursuing our own ascension process. So it's not like something that's that's forced upon us for most people. I mean, once in a while, someone has an awakening experience or a Kundalini experience that can be overwhelming. But again, they probably have done some work to get there. In the rare occasion, it's just a, a sudden expansion. But um, as you know, it, it gives the it gives us the power to know that as we're upgrading and as we're doing this spiritual work, as we're doing our internal work, we are activating our DNA and our strands are coming online, bringing us new information, new gifts, new light, new abilities to hold light and step up in our path and honor in our process. And so one of the fascinating conversations was with Dr. Um, John Ryan. He does the Syrian Blue White Collective, and he talked about the, um, the I believe it was the Earth Mother's I think the Pleiadian earth mothers who originally seeded this planet and they came from the Pleiades and, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm obviously not going to share it like as well as he does, but they, they were really the, the mothers, the four founders and the mothers of everyone here and the star seeds and really helped upgrade the DNA of our species. And, um, and, and so many people talk about the galactic, um, hybridization that we are a, um, as humanity, we are hybrid of so many different star races. It's not that we were just, you know, humans. Oh, and that's something uh, Cel Celia Fenn talks about too. She called us the, the homo Christos. She's like, we're not really homo sapiens anymore. As we ascend and activate, now we're homo Christos or something like that. And I loved that term. Um, so, you know, all of these different perspectives, but they're all sort of coming together and sharing. We are an embodiment of divine light, of galactic, all different galactic races. And we're all ascending together and we all have these gifts. And here are many of the ways that we can activate ourselves to a new level. I truly believe that anybody who tunes in and listens to all of these, you know, 29 conversations, you will be in a whole new place by the time you're done. Absolutely, Wachela. Absolutely. I to totally agree with you. You know, I am learning all the time. Like I'm 60 this year and I you think you know something and then 
you know, there's just more and more and more stuff opens and it's so fascinating, isn't it? It's just so fascinating. I learned so much from people too. And I had a, I had a woman on the show from South Africa this week um, who knew a woman who lived, who lived in the, she died in the early 90s in her 80s, who was from Alpha Centauri, from the Venus race, who were originally Palladian seeded, but they were a part of the race that seeded humanity. They built the pyramids. And what I learned through exploring her story is this race is active along with the Federation of Worlds, but they are actively helping humanity in so many ways just in the solar system. Like they're stopping a lot of the coronal masses from the sun, destroying the planets in our solar system, not just Earth, but the rest of them, because Venus millions of years ago was destroyed by a coronal ejection and they moved off Venus into the Alpha Centauri system. But they're actively, you know, so here we are, these little humans going to our funerals and worrying about pandemics and living on this world and not realizing that there's this massive galactic uh, consortium of beings that are actively protecting us right now. Yeah, it's amazing to think about that, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. We have so much help. We have so much help available to us. And if we want that that support from the galactics, all we then need to do is ask. But we do need to ask. And the, you know, many of the angelic races, the galactics, they won't actually come in and work with us if we don't ask because they respect our free will and they don't want to, you know, push themselves on us in most cases, <laughs> but, um, but if we ask and open to them, then they are more than happy to come and work with us. And they've got so much to share with us about their society, about how to structure their society. And what you were saying about, it's not about competition. It's about collaboration. You know, I'm seeing that more and more now with podcast shows, because I've been collaborating with other people's podcast shows for years and up until this year, last year, this year, I had not seen anybody else doing it. And now I'm seeing everyone like Portal to Ascension and Sheila Seppi and you guys and, and you know, and, and Aaron and Abke and everyone collaborating. And I'm like, yes, it's so great. You know, like we're in this together. It's not about your show versus my show. It's about us in this story, in this conversation together. It's, it's so oh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, I just asked the uh, YouTube tribe if they have any questions. Eris says, hi. Hi, Eris. She says, y'all, I love this, y'all, both so awesome. How wonderful. <laughs> Is she Texan? <laughs> I think I, so. I spent a lot of time in Texas, a lot of my adult life in both Dallas and Austin. And my daughter goes to UT in Austin. And yeah, yeah, my son was born in Austin. So it's 11, 11 here in Sydney, Australia, just turned 11, 12, but, but as you were talking ah. and it was 11 11 and she says 11. i just now found her and was watching one of her videos her i think you uh when this popped up cosmic wow. wink she says love this conversation oh, hi, hi. anyway people are enjoying our conversation but they're not actually asking any questions i thought people might have some questions for us um, I will put the link to the Alchemy of Ascension because I've got a link that shows Washela that you came through me, which I haven't actually popped underneath the YouTube as yet, not that organized this morning, uh, so that people can sign up to receive all these galactic, amazing conversations. 
And, yep. um, and, it, and it's all free. You just, you click the link, you put in your name and your email and it's sent out by email. So check your email every day. You'll get two speakers per day in one email. And, um, and that's from March 4th tomorrow, all the way through the 18th. And it's just fascinating. So um, be sure and register right away so that you get all of them. You don't want to miss anybody. Yeah. Because I remember you asked me about the DNA, and uh, which was a great question because I've been chatting to my guides. I had a question like, what, how is the veil constructed was my question, right? How can we be these incredibly infinite consciousness beings, squeeze ourselves into a physical body and not remember who we are? Like, how does that work? Which is a question that I have been asking for years. And I don't think I had the expanded consciousness to understand, but I've been getting drips of info and they've showed me that it's all within the design of the DNA as we hold this physical structure and the DNA is also a part of the etheric and the astral and the other dimensional structures because they're also worlds beyond who we are as a spiritual being, as a spirit. You know, you still like an astral is a body. It's like another body we take on. A physical is another body. It's all the DNA. Anyway, and I, I, it was amazing. I don't remember what I said on your show about it, but it was a question that I've been asking for age. Like, how could we forget who we are? And it's all in the des design of the DNA. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited to hear what other people are saying about the DNA because it's, to me, it's fascinating anyway. I don't know. Do you find it fascinating, Tony? I absolutely do. And, you know, that's all about the descension. And we, we right. descend from oneness and from super high levels of consciousness. And we come down and have this experience and work our way back up. And that's the game we're playing. Um, Phil Gruber, are you familiar with him? Absolutely. He, I met Phil 20 years ago in Sydney. He wow. was in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he's doing heaps. Yeah. But go on here. Yeah. He was on, I, I actually just did his interview today. So um, he's fascinating, but he talks about the DNA, how when we come through as souls, we come to the earth, we must go through the earth's core. And there's an imprint made of our DNA as we travel through the earth's core into our incarnation as, um, you know, as a, a newly conceived being. And what's amazing about that is now there are so many higher dimensional beings that are incarnating they can we can have more of them here now as the earth is ascending because of the frequency she can hold more and so all of those beings are imprinting their dna through the core of the earth and so everyone that comes through is picking up some of that imprint which is part of how our species is evolving and i find that fascinating Absolutely. Absolutely. That is fascinating. So just before we go, I'd love to hear uh, how you're like who your galactic guide. Do you have memory of being of being on other worlds? And because I do, I have memory and not good memory, <laughs> very shadowed memory. But I'd love to hear about your memories uh, in a future world on another dimension and another planet, like who you are, what you're doing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have a lot of memories. Um, 
like futuristically, it's something kind of interesting is when I see myself in Egypt, when, what we think of as ancient Egypt, I actually see it as future Egypt <laughs> or higher dimensional Egypt. And when we check into like our future, our future selves are our higher dimensional selves because it's all happening simultaneously. We are ascending to higher levels of reality. So those future selves are incarnations of ourselves in the, you know, what from this perspective occurs as the future. So some of my incarnations that I have wonderful memories of um, is Sirius B. I, 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 that's my quote unquote home planet. Uh, it's the water world and it has purple horizons. And I have been mer there many, many times and mer beings, mermaid, mermen, and not just that, but dolphins and whales and sea turtles. But my longest incarnation that I remember that, which incarnation is kind of a stretch. I was light codes in the water and I considered myself to be a light courier. And what I would do is like rainbow colored light. I would pass through the the, um, the crystal structures were, were where the mer people live and they are conscious. The crystal is conscious. The places hold frequency and energy and consciousness. So as light, I would pass in and receive some information and then I would understand where it was to be taken. And I, so I would take it, let's say a sea turtle needed some sort of upgrade or information. I would go, you know, deliver these, these codes or this information to a sea turtle or a whale or other mer people in a different city. And I was light in water. And that's what I did. I was conscious. I was aware. And I had a job to do and a mission, but I did that for a very long time. Um, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. And then, you know, other, other lifetimes that I have strong memories of are, um, being like a, a much less dense body with sort of periwinkle skin and long elongated head, but not like the grays. And we would float together in groups of eight and consciously create together whatever experiences we wanted to have. We wanted to have a child. We would consciously create that baby together. And then, you know, when we had enough of them, they'd find other pods and go join their own circle of eight. And, and we would, instead of eating food, we absorbed absorbed nutrients through our skin and things like that. So, you know, there've been a lot of different interesting galactic experiences that I've tapped into the memories of. <laughs> I know it's so vast, isn't it? It's so, uh, it's so vast what we can play with in the cosmos. Uh, so vast, you know, when I hear people, cause I've just been to a funeral, when I hear people say rest in peace, I always think they ain't resting. <laughs> <laughs> they're now exploring the vastness of experience that is available to a soul or a point of consciousness like okay I've just had this human life what else can I explore you know I can explore more human lives and all dimension in all time and space or I can be like you know what did you say what did you say you were like ripples light, of light, light coats, coats. Light coats and water yeah. Right. You can explore being a solar system, a planet, a rock, a mountain, a tree. Like it's just infinite. It's just so expansive. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing those memories. I so relate to your Merp. I'm absolutely in love with the ocean. Like she is my mother. If I don't see her every day or look at her like water. And so I've definitely got a life in her, like in that matrix of the ocean as a whale or a something or a mer person i don't know but yeah i so relate to that serious b and you know the the book that i was talking about on the last show 
Beyond the Light Barrier, written by this South African woman. She goes and spends four months on Meton in the Alpha Centauri system in their utopian society, and she speaks about it as a human, you know, as a human society, that the way that they live in this utopian off-world society and uh, no money, no roads, obviously spaceship, anti-gravitic technology. So the technology and the way they commune with nature and are one with nature, all vegan, vegetarian, of course, and um, the natural fibres that they wear, it's so beautiful to hear how human societies can live, you know, to imagine bringing that into this world, to imagine that peaceful, expanded, highly evolved society on this world, to me anyway, because we're also focused on the problems of this world, don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this world is a dense place. Um, <laughs> you think? Got, you know, when I think of this world, it's the yin and the yang symbol, you know, there's the dark and the light and the dark is in the light and the light is in the dark. And that's, that's the game we're playing down here. And I think the idea is, you know, if I contemplate as we ascend, we step out, I think, of that dark and light experience and have more of the harmony and, the, and less of the chaos. But that doesn't mean it's without challenges. They, I think that this place is just very dense, especially for a lot of the star seeds and the walk-ins and people that are sensitive, the empaths. It can be a, a very dense place to hang out, but we have to understand that's just how it is in this dimension. It was designed that way and we're here for a reason. So it's um it, it it only goes up from here though for the most part right. so that's the good yeah. news <laughs> i mean you you watch the news and you think the world's getting worse with wars and stuff happening but uh yeah it's up to the star seeds like all of us that are here to hold that that utopian vision and to hold that frequency and that energy of connectedness and collaboration and unity and love even when you see the crazy humans doing the opposite around us right you see governments doing the opposite it doesn't really matter what the governments are doing as long as the people know what they want right and then when the enough critical mass when enough of the people know what they want the governments will change don't you think yeah, yeah, I think it's a perfect um, example. Well, this this world is always going to show us. It's it reflects the outside, reflects the inside, mm -hmm. and that we are creators. So what we create with our thoughts, words, and actions, or what we give permissions to is what we're going to experience. And of course, there are many challenges in that process, but it is, you know, it's, it's a great place to learn how that works and see, okay, we actually are so much more powerful than we believe that we are. But the, the key is the collaboration, again, coming together as collective rather than try it all for me, you know, service to other rather than service to self. And when we come together and collaborate, that's when we get change. And you mentioned the critical mass, when enough of us choose um, service and love and um, collaboration, then we change the world. Hallelujah, darling one. Hallelujah. Yeah, I had a long held dream last week on the show I had Neil Donald Walsh on the show so 25 years ago his books changed my world uh, in that as I was reading them I was remembering my truth when life had been giving me another truth the books you know activated that truth within me and it was just 
ecstatic for me to read that stuff and I had held I'd met him years ago in Sydney you know helped him come out to Sydney and everything but he became a spiritual rock star it's funny this sort of celebrity status even in the spiritual world he became unattainable you know you couldn't re- you couldn't kind of touch him but anyway a friend introduced me to him and the book's message is you think your life is about you but it's not it's about everyone you touch you know, that's the crux of all the books, 39 of them that he's written. And I think that we have to remember that our life isn't about us. It's not about us. We think it is. We think it's about us, but it's not. It's about all those we touch. So in that, I want to thank you for the work you're doing in the world. Beautiful one. It's just wonderful. Mm, thank you too, Karen. Thank you for all that you do and the beautiful light that you're sharing with so many people. And we didn't go into the story of your name, but I heard you speak, tell the story of your name with Alan on his show, New Realities. So if people want to hear why Washela Sananda is called Washela Sananda, it's a beautiful story. Go over to Alan's podcast and watch Washela share her story about your name because I loved listening to that. I'm like, oh, wow, that's beautiful. And uh, I'll pop the link, as I say, to the Alchemy of Ascension underneath this YouTube and all over Facebook so that people can sign up for the next next week or so to get the to receive it thank you again it's been a joy thank you karen thank you to everyone watching i appreciate it so much